Hello and welcome back to the Magic Crafty Show. Today it's getting very scorpionic I want to say because we're gonna talk about Kundalini energy. Kundalini energy because I have been having a conversation with Nicole Brenny and we've been talking all about Kriyas and spontaneous Kriyas and what they really are. They are an, a symptom I want to say of your kundalini rising kundalini awakening process because kriyas can be really strong and can really make themselves known and shown to you and you know feel felt to you if you don't honor your practice and if you don't dedicate your time and attention to that kundalini experience and sometimes that can manifest even in illness even in if the person is not on I'm conscious of what's actually happening and that it is kundalini energy. It can be something like Tourette syndrome, it can be something like tics and like abnormal like spasms. So there is a lot to say about Kriyas and many of the illnesses that we actually have on the planet is due to kundalini awakening, kundalini rising that is not conscious to the human because the soul work or the soul connection to that electric energy really that is rising in you is not there yet and I wanted to talk about that because it's a very personal topic to me because when I was really really young I had a really early kundalini rising experience or not experience I just had an earlier <laughs> kundalini rising basically and I had a lot of spasms and I had a lot of things that felt like I was out of control in my body which is one of the puzzle pieces not the only puzzle piece obviously that then manifested also in anorexia in my eating disorder wanting to control what energy is in my body but yeah without going too much into that kind of detail because we've also touched on that in the episode I pray that this episode highlights to you or makes you makes you see where kundalini is present and what a powerful force and energy that really is i'm really excited about this episode and i'm very curious to hear your kundalini experiences because i feel like it's such a buzzword nowadays and most people or many people don't even understand what kundalini energy really really is and how it feels in the body and how it's really not something that you can turn on or turn off. It's something that once it's activated and risen, it's it's with you. It's with you and it makes itself known and can create chaos sometimes in ways that we underestimate because it's not something that you can control. It's really the universe working through you if you see it from the highest perspective, which is also a very beautiful experience. And I now consciously work with that energy in so many ways. I speak to it. I, I really use it as my guide. And it's, it's almost, it's, it's, it's a blessing that I, after years of suppressing it, I'm able to work with it again and feel safe with it again. And yeah, so with all of that being said, I pray that you listen to this episode share it with a friend who might have some kundalini experiences or sensations and doesn't really know you can share it also on your stories so more people can hear about it and also obviously so nicole and i see who tapped in and resonated with the episode 
And if you would like to leave me some feedback as well, you can either do that on YouTube because we also have that video together on YouTube or just message me DM on Instagram and we can have a conversation there as well. So enjoy this episode and use it to step in your magic. Welcome, Nicole. I'm so excited for our conversation today because the way we initially basically came together was with the Cards of Truth because I was a student um, with the Cards of Truth and your course in 2020. And today, though, the topic, maybe we can bring the cards into the conversation too, if it aligns. Um, the topic is more so on Kundalini energy. I have been following your channel and obviously you on Instagram and I loved how you spoke about your experience and how you also finally, finally a woman, honestly, because I only know one person that opened the conversation about the true Kundalini energy in the way that you have, because I feel like it's such a buzzword and it's so misunderstood and most people that talk about it actually don't really understand what the energy is all about and how it's not all love and light all the time. It can actually create a lot of chaos if you don't know what happens to you, what happens in general, what it is, how you can work with the energy and um, how it presents itself, basically. And the reason I wanted to bring you on is because it really much is my personal story that I haven't really shared a lot about at all because I never knew how to put it in words or how to explain because for me, my Kundalini experiences started very, very early on, and I suppressed them a very, very long time without even knowing that I was suppressing anything, you know, without yeah. even knowing that that experience that I had when I was a child was Kundalini energy, um, which we will sure dive into um, moving forward in the conversation. But first of all, I want to let you join the conversation and yeah, let you introduce yourself. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story because I actually haven't heard it yet. And um, yeah, my name is Nicole Brenny, and I have developed my career around astrology, the cards of truth, tarot, and life coaching. And then the last couple of years, or I guess the last year, I've really transitioned from more of a reader to pretty much a full-time life coach. So I really love all those different um, spiritual modalities, but I've really also created a system in coaching that's really empowering and also kind of helps people to undo mental conditioning that really keeps them from their full power which you can't really be completely 100% in your full power if you're not connected to your divinity and you aren't fully awakened so it ends up being a really huge spiritual process for people as well and so that's been so rewarding this past year because I feel like astrology the cards of truth all of that can give us an intellectual understanding and take us really you know a large Part of the way in our healing but then if you really want to dive deep you kind of have to do the real tough nitty-gritty work so that's kind of what i've been doing a lot in my career 
But if you go to YouTube, listen to the stars is my channel. It's youtube.com slash listen to the stars. You're going to see a lot of videos about astrology and the cards of truth and things like that. And then most recently about my Kundalini rising is what I call it. But if you look at that from the Christian context, the language would be union with God. So there's a bunch of videos on there about that. So that's a little bit about me and where I'm at and where I started. And we met during that cards of truth period where I was teaching the cards, which I still think is an amazing system. But yeah, it wasn't until um, or the union with God, I'm just going to call it union with God and Kundalini rising interchangeably which I think is different from Kundalini awakening, but you will see people on YouTube calling the Kundalini um, rising experiences, Kundalini awakening. But I think they're different because you can have your mm. Kundalini awakened, but not fully risen. And once yeah. your Kundalini rises, it's like it, you don't, and you can't go back. Basically it's a full, <laughs> it's a full transformation. Yeah. It is. It's like, um, yeah, and that that's truly, you know, where we can even bring my story shortly into the context because my Kundalini was awakened very early on. But then I, when the rising happened and I felt out of control, I really suppressed it for a long time. And I mean, for me, it started in infancy, baby. I don't even remember just because the only thing that I do remember is that it always happened during the night and I would have cramps and like kriyas basically as a child and i need so let's define go into, what kriyas yeah. are because i was just about to be like what the hell is she talking about <laughs> so define kriyas because you have so you, you, had, you just recently had um a, i think it was an instagram live is it on youtube as well about the kriyas yeah if, if people really want to go deep with this journey for me because we're obviously not going to be talking hours and hours yeah. but i have hours and hours of videos on my Instagram page, yeah. which is at Nicole underscore Brenny. So it's like there, I kind of just did all these lives where I go in depth to little topics. Yeah, just but because just to, to put it into context, the reason I also wanted to bring up because of that video about Krias, because I think that's like a part of the Kundalini rising um, experience that is not really talked about and keeps people very much in isolation because they don't know and i think you even have a video on that um how to even be in society or in part partake in life because they happen so suddenly even i mean just right now i'm i have so, like a very intense careers and it's just some days i mean i'm in pain i'm in just fucking suffering and i'm like okay well how, how do i do life you know <laughs> but anyways wow. um, i let you define careers yeah and um, like I could even probably go into a, like a meditative state. Maybe you'll be able to see Kriyas. I'm kind of actually wearing like a good outfit for that. I don't really have anything covering my chest, but actually let, let me show it. Then I'll explain it. So let's see if it, I don't like to be very performative with this because it's uh, a sacred <laughs> sort of thing. I, I mean, I have but them in my, my hands, for example, then it's just like yeah. these movements and you, you just, it's just like an electric, electric shock that, moves through you and you just ha don't have control sometimes i'm just yeah. my grip and i let something fall you know it, it's just like oh, wow yeah. it's really like that okay so for me like i will go into a meditative state and after my kundalini rising i just can get into a med meditative state like almost automatically so mm -hmm. i'll just do that quickly
I don't know if you could see like my chest kind of rising and falling. It's very, very subtle, but just as soon as I start to get into a meditative state and take an inhale, that, that inhale could have been held for like, I don't know, a really, really, really long time. It was holding for a long time. So I stopped. So the video wouldn't be boring, but even in that inhale, you could see the movement of my chest going. And I don't know if it's like clear from a different angle. Let's just see. Maybe you can see it better, but. I can also demonstrate because one of my modern that you have to. Yeah, but you can see like you can just see that little bit. But um, uh, basically what a Kriya is, is a spontaneous movement that happens as a result of um, yoking. Yoga is the, the meaning of the word yoga is yoke to yoke something like two oxen. So it's a result of you being in union with your breath, yoking. Um, to your breath and so it's movement that is one with the breath so my best way of explaining it is like if you've ever yawned you know when you yawn in the morning you have this spontaneous like stretch and it's like a very 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 deep stretch it goes deeper than you yeah. normally would ever think you couldn't even stretch that much it's insane sometimes yeah so it's like a yawn but it's like a prolonged yawn mm. or it's more like you're connected into that and so yeah and i'll explain more what it's like but it's basically sorry my cat misses me <laughs> i was sleeping upstairs and he's downstairs so he's like oh, i'm so happy to see her That's anyways, it's basically, energy. they do it's a it's spontaneous movement that you are i'm not in control of that when my chest was moving all that mm -hmm. in that beautiful rhythm or whatever like that's such a beautiful rhythm i could never like consciously make it do that it does it on its own um and these kriyas we'll get into this later but these kriyas can be so wild like you're literally doing a headstand or you're doing advanced yoga poses you've never done before yeah. or advanced breathing techniques that you've never learned anywhere and it's all happening on its own and it gets crazier but let's see if you have like some if you can show any but it's like hard yeah. to be performative with it because as soon as you're like, oh, somebody's watching you, you're not as like. Because you are not in control of that energy, yeah. right? It's just like it moves through you. But for me, like even as you speak, it, it, it really activates a lot of that energy in me anyways. And so usually that means that my face, then that's why sometimes I just feel like hiding because my face, there's always so much happening. So let's see if there are things. So, yeah, you can definitely see a lot of like, and if you can see like what's happening with her, it's like rhythmic, like sometimes it'll like go through several different times, the same sort of movement, almost like 
does it feel for you also that it's like releasing some energy or some tension? It does. Or it's like basically what it feels like is like it's actually healing exactly what needs to be healed at that exact moment that you're going into that state. It's just yeah. like it is exactly what's needed. So like when you're bringing your neck back, that also happens to me a lot too. Like when I'm laying down, like my neck will always go like back in this like really crunchy mm -hmm. way. And then my chin will go forward really hard. And like, there's never been like a chiropractor or a physical therapist or anybody that's ever been like, oh yeah, this is an ideal way to stretch out your neck, but it's like really far back and really far forward yeah. and it's doing it. And also the facial stuff, like I, I've experienced those ones too, you know, and you're like, your face is like going like in these ugly. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like what is, and it's interesting because I, I knew we would record today and I woke up with a sore throat. And there was a lot, like even in this morning, in my morning practice, there was a lot about throat and I even screamed at some point. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely afraid to talk about this. And even now there was just a lot of like relaxing in a way of my throat and just like, yeah, because it, it's, you know, something that is not necessarily pleasant all the time, but it is a healing energy. I always feel that, but um, yeah, it, it's just challenging sometimes. Yeah. So, and also I should bring to attention. So basically I think we need to like rewind a little bit for people yeah. that don't understand the context. So Kundalini energy is like a creative slash sexual energy that it resides in the body that we all have is always there. And what people will say, like from the Hindu perspective, it's like, it's an energy that resides at the base of your spine and then it must join with your crown. So it needs to move along and up the spine and join with your crown in order to be fully risen. Um, and once, it, once it's fully risen, there are experience of maybe enlightenment or experiences of, well, enlightenment is like, obviously like the thing that is sought after when people mm. go to learn yoga or go to meditate in a cave to activate this energy. But alongside that can come different cities, which Siddhis is S-I-D-D-H-I. And that is like different talents and gifts, like the ability to um, be clairvoyant or see the future or to make yourself big, small, all these different things can come with that as well. Um, so from the Christian perspective, I know people will disagree that Kundalini is not the same as um, the Holy Spirit, but I've really read a lot of the Bible since this experience. And this, for me, like this experience has been so like, like the word that I could use to describe all the experiences I've had have only been God. Like I can only relate it to God. And I'm not, a, I'm not like a super, super religious person at all, even though I was raised that way. I've been so much more like spiritual and new age, but when I've gone through this experience of like, my kundalini rising, which I call union with God most of the time. It's just been such a deep connection with God, like just feeling all of God's love. And so, whereas like you're even kind of saying like, it's like a little bit scary, like there are a lot of scary moments for me too, but usually it's like a fear. But as I move past that wall of like fear, like a fake fear wall, then I'm always like just enveloped in this amazing bliss. and. Yeah. It's like whenever I don't surrender fully or whenever I'm like faced with my own self, like that's when I'll have like those moments of fear that I work through. And then it's like, I don't know, like all the, 
basically like all the love of God, which is like the most amazing love of the entire universe. And when you experience that and you rest in it, you just, um, like what that's left me with right now in my life is like the deepest sense of peace I've ever felt Mm -hmm. where I feel like even if I never achieve anything ever again, uh, I never get anything that I thought that I ever wanted, like all these goals I had, if I never experienced anything that I've want wanted in the past ever again, I will be happy and content. It's just like this deep peace. Like you're like, Oh, I, I got what I came here for. Okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good. I, now I've experienced the best thing in the world and I'm good. Like I have that with me always like good things can happen. Bad things can happen. And it doesn't really, you stay in such a state of equanimity through it all because you're just like, constantly connected to god's love which is like the most it's not an intellectual thing either it like literally feels fully like god's love is all around you so yeah so in this state i think i'm kind of digressing a little bit but this kundalini energy can be called like the holy spirit and in the bible it talks a lot about how like even jesus's disciples were told when they were supposed to go spread the good word of god that they should not begin that work until they first received the Holy Spirit. And so there's a lot of quotes from the Bible that are like talking about, you need to first seek the Holy Spirit or like, you know, first seek thy kingdom of God, (laughs) then, then you can do the work because you really don't have any power unless through God. And so the Hindu perspective would be, of course, like you first need to get this technology activated, which is this Kundalini energy. And through that, you gain access to like a much deeper source of power and healing and through that you're able to actually truly help others and i do notice that my perspective like my range of like how i can help clients and what i can fulfill in my life is like exponential compared to before the experience because it's like even just my knowledge like the wisdom that you get from a union with God experience. Like I don't even like, I can't even read books anymore. And my client was saying that the other day too. She's like, I can't even read books anymore because it's like not, it's not, it's boring. (laughs) It's it's, and that's, you know, I've never read a book just because for me, it's always been like, okay, I read a little bit of it and then I get bored and I get the snippet out of it that helps me access the inherent wisdom that is basically, I mean, from the Hindu perspective, I, see it more as from my perspective i'm not as much coming from the christian point of view but i think we talk about the same thing it's this union with the divine with source i always say source energy or yeah basically the 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 origin of everything right and um when we talk about kundalini energy and it sits on the base of the spine which is also where the seed of all knowledge can be accessed actually that's like a huge library of everything we could ever know and that's the reason why people with a kundalini rising all of a sudden have all of these insights about so many different things and when we sit in the session with the client for example it's you know the energy moves through us and all of a sudden we spit out that knowledge and we're like where did that come from right (laughs) i haven't read about it um and it's also a big reason why for example in this lifetime for me astrology human design all of these tools they've been just second nature i've never really studied it and i could never explain why i know these things and felt like the biggest imposter because i've not studied with like a fucking guru for eons right um obviously sitting contemplating about life and in meditation 
that's what I've done all my teenage years. Um, and that's, that's exactly what you were talking about, this union with God, with source, with the divine. It, it's just such a sacred energy that you can have or a sacred moment where you don't need anything else. Um, and I think the only thing that really distracts us from that is when we let the world distract us. So I love that you also... In your and my cat. It's <laughs> your cat, but, you know, he's not really interfering. Um, but also what you said, you know, people need to be ready for it. And for me, it's the energy, you know, as I mentioned, I, I'm scared sometimes. Not really scared. It's just I've been scared when I was a child because I didn't know what it is yes. and how to navigate it. And only when I've really learned to understand what actually happened through me, I don't even want to say to me anymore, um, I was able to heal that relationship with my body, especially because the biggest thing that came from that early Kundalini awakening was me feeling out of control in my body because of it. Because and there was just these things happening to me. And, you know, sometimes I couldn't even remember the next day. So people were telling me, people, my family, but were telling me what I, what I was doing. And I was obviously terrified. But it now makes a lot of sense because I had cramps. So I had cramps and itches and like, not itches, um, stitching and a lot of like sudden movements. And my parents, what they did to me as a child, they made me walk around the table and eat a banana because I was just cramping so hard. Um, and especially in my legs, because there, there was just the biggest block has always been that root um, lower body area. And so the energy wanted to really move through me, right, rise. But I was just like cramping like a crazy person or crazy child. Um, so, yeah. And that's why I started feeling out of control in my body that manifested in, you know, anorexia, eating disorder, not wanting to feed that energy. Because every time I eat something, even now, it just goes like wild. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting point that you bring up is that like as you really take care of your body so like this summer when I was eating 100% fully from my garden and then the meat and dairy products I was buying were like from local farmers like I would go to their house or they would like deliver the stuff to me like the fresh grass-fed beef because I'm not vegan or vegetarian I feel like my most energy when I eat animal products. Mm -hmm. So I get them like directly from the farmer. And I was also foraging my food. That was it. I was only buying spices and oils from the store. Um, I actually feel like my, I feel like it all started when I ate some like wild amaranth. <laughs> like that's when like the energy is like, woo. Yeah. And amaranth's a very mystical plant if you read about it. But anyways, when I was really feeding myself in that way, it felt like the energy was much stronger. And then mm -hmm. since it's become harvest time and I didn't get to harvest a lot of late season stuff for my garden because it got some different blight and things like that. So I've like been slowly transitioning back to grocery store food. And I do feel a whole huge difference. Like when I eat food that I grew myself, which I consider, I have like a very de different definition of sattvic than like a mm -hmm. yoga book. Like I think sattvic, food is food that like you personally within the structure of who you are is good for you and like what you feel is good for you what the original word or one of the original meanings of sapphic was life-giving what is life-giving and, and i mean that depends on your dosha and like the, the time of uh, the year and everything anyway so i think right. it's it's just yeah 
So like sattvic for me is like, obviously, like I nurtured these plants from a seed and gave them love every day and went and visited them every single day. Like they knew me. So I eat these foods from my garden and I literally like my body's like vibrating with energy. Like it's not, it's just like, and then the Kundalini is like, you know, but then I eat like the closest grocery store here that has organic food is Walmart. So like I eat some Walmart organic grass fed bullshit from Walmart and it's like, uh, my kundalini is like uh, but then yeah when I grow it myself or it's like a delicious cake made by a friend or something like that's so sophic for me it's like it's a, such a sophic thing to eat something prepared by your friend even if it's prepared with you know ingredients from Walmart it's still like filled with love from your friend I think that you can you know charge it up it, it's, it's all about what kundalini energy loves is pleasure so what gives you pleasure and then the second you eat something that really gives you pleasure it's just like Ooh, hello right. because it activates that roots that sacral that womb especially for us women it's just like yeah pleasure yeah and i think i should go back more to like so people understand like well what is the kriya about why are kriyas happening so basically like right before my kundalini rose all the way to my crown so my kundalini has been awakened for a long time and the most specific moment of its awakening was like over 10 years ago that's like when i really was aware of it even though just like you have had mm-hmm. many experiences earlier than that that i can recall where i'm like it's it was it was around for a long time it's just like you don't become aware mm-hmm. of it until later on and um i had probably a period of 10 days this summer that amped up and amped up where i started meditating more and more i think this was a result of um my ex-boyfriend like meeting him and his energy triggered the rising i think like obviously we can't pin it on one thing could have been the amaranth could have been him could have been where we were traveling to could have just been the everything timing, together whatever <laughs> but he definitely had a huge influence on it i believe and um so like we had this amazing weekend up north in the forest. And then when I came back, it was like, I was just drawn to meditate. And the way I describe this is kind of like when a woman's about to give birth, she knows what to do, even though she's never given birth before. It's like something primal within you. And it was like, this Kundalini wanted to be risen. And uh, like, I knew exactly what to do, even though I had no idea what was going on. My body was moving in crazy ways. It was like, uh, 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 and I was like, okay. And the only thing that I, and I wasn't like, oh, I'm going crazy. Oh, I need to call a doctor. Oh, this or that. I was like, you had peace. Oh, I need to trust, right? That, yeah, I was like, I need thing. to, it was, yeah, I was like, I just need to meditate more. So I started meditating six hours a day, literally six hours a day. It was like anytime between clients, I was meditating after clients, meditating before bed, meditating. Yeah. When I woke up meditating and I knew that the only thing that was helping this energy move through me was to completely surrender. And we were talking about like the range of Priya. We kind of mentioned a few things where like, it's just, um, oh, my chest will move. Uh, so it's like your body will move on its own and sometimes it will move into yoga posture. So I'll just list everything that's happened to me and you can list more cause you probably have more, but yoga postures, um, weird movements of the body, weird facial movements, dancing. Like all of a sudden mm. one night I was overcome with a sacred dance and started doing this like amazing. I, I wish someone was filming me. It was like, the most amazing dance I've ever done in my life. Yeah, you life, feel like right? if someone would see me, I had those da- dance moments where I was like, if someone would see me, they would probably cry because it's like me completely being the muse of spirit. That's how it feels. And it just moves through yes. you. You don't even dance. It's like something, it's it's beautiful. 
Right. And like the one that I was put into was perfectly choreographed. There was obviously like a structure to it. it and like I and I had my eyes closed. That's the thing. And I was I was dancing in my kitchen here and I never hit anything. And I was spinning and turning. And like it was yeah. like, how did I not even rush against any furniture? It was I was like, wow, this is I was so amazed after that. Also spontaneous singing, speaking in tongues, speaking in different languages, which I think is always telling when I speak in different languages. I was singing in Latin one day. Like, I don't know Latin. I obviously, tongues is not something you can know, I don't think. Um, Singing, like singing to, singing or doing anything to a degree of skill level you don't have. Like Mm -hmm. I will be able to sing in such a way notes that I've never been able to hit in my entire life um, and beautiful songs that again have like a beginning middle and end that I've never heard before also like singing weird techniques I don't know like there was a time I was singing for 40 minutes like and it was singing on the exhale and the inhale Mm -hmm. so lots of like different techniques that you've never ever learned in your life um, knowing different styles of pranayama, which is breath techniques, but also kumbhaka, which is holding your breath. So different styles of like pranayama, kumbhaka, um, bandhas, which are like holding your energy. Like I'm apparently a bandha master now. I have like a six pack now somehow. Just from Kundalini, I was showing one of my friends yesterday. I was like, look at my abs. Like I have not exercised in over a year and look at my abs from all this kumbhaka banda pranayama just from that and the yoga is insane Mm -hmm. and then mudras spontaneous hand movements which are very specific and then um also the ability to heal others so Mm -hmm. sometimes if i'm around someone and i'm in that state my hands will move and manipulate uh energy also their breath so signing um, it will i I always like call it kind of signing you do with the hands but it it feels like almost like light language um oh with the mudras yeah 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 but not like the healing for others i mean as well like where you do something with your hands and you feel like you're manipulating some weird energy but it's for someone else i do that sometimes in sessions as well where it's like am i signing am i doing light language i don't know i'm just like doing something with your dna right now yeah that can happen too and then yeah with the weird breath thing um my breath will sink to other people well i mostly experienced this with my ex-boyfriend but my breath would sink to his breath and it would like pull it and change it and it would so also alternate nostril breathing is another thing that Mm. i it does it on its own i don't like hold my nostrils it just i can just do it on its own and it will like link my right like my one of my channels of breath to one of his channels and like Mm. manipulate it and then also um sexually you experience a lot of different things as well like that goes into like the tantra stuff but after the kundalini rising like all of that changes completely it's no longer the same so there's a lot of different things that happen as a result and now it used to take me like 20 minutes to two hours to get into a deep state of meditation. Now I'm like can enter it immediately. And there's a lot of stuff about like willpower and the will of God, which is like a whole different topic. But I was in a deep state of Samadhi for like seven weeks. I'm not in it currently. Like 
I wish I could be when I started to exit it. It was like one of the deepest pains of my life, but I was in a deep state of Samadhi for seven weeks. I'm like, okay, only like the most enlightened people in the world can live in this forever. And I was like, am I going to live in this Samadhi state forever? I was like, whoa, what did I do to deserve this? But I slowly came out of it. And that's like another thing that happens, but those are all like the Kriyas and the range of Kriyas that happen. And, um, there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but the one that kind of, to me, scares me the most is when I'm speaking in tongues. Mm. That's really overwhelming for me. It's like, um, also I should say like spontaneous emotional release. You might laugh or cry or whatever, like an emotion wants to go through, but yeah, that's about, that's about it for me, but it is really intense and it always feels necessary. And, oh, and, um, throat singing and like growl, not growling, but it's like, you're going to make noises and sounds. And again, none of these things are random. Like if I'm like, uh, like making a sound like that, it's not random. It's like that sound might open up an energy in my chest or might like stimulate my vagus nerve or might stretch my back somewhat. It's not like you're possessed by a demon and a demon's making you growl or making you sing. It's like that specific note, that specific frequency is moving something in your body and immediately you'll feel a release or you'll feel a vibration or you'll feel the kundalini energy rising. I feel a kundalini energy right now rising, just probably talking about it. Yeah. But you know, so it's not like people are like, oh well, are you possessed? And it's like it's it would be impossible because one, I think maybe this is unique to me, but I have complete control over like when I want to experience these Priyas. Like if I don't want to experience them, I don't have to. And then two, it's filled with such a beautiful, loving, compassionate energy. There's like nothing evil about it, except for my own fear around it. Like if I don't surrender to it, obviously I could hurt myself because I'm not surrendering. Just like if a dentist was working on your teeth with a drill and you got scared and you're moving your head around, the drill is going to hurt you and harm you, right? But the dentist is just trying to do his job. The Kundalini is just trying to do its job. It's you look at it from the language of Christianity, it's like the Holy Spirit is the helper that helps you to connect with God. Kunli is just trying to help you and trying to heal you and trying to serve you. And then if you're just scared and fighting it off, like obviously if it's trying to, because your neck will just go and it'll go. And if you're in the middle of that, fight it, you'll hurt yourself, right? Yeah, but I want to interfere because I... I would not agree with that you can control the energy because it's really out of like you can I mean I know what you mean by that but I feel like there's a misunderstanding it could be a misunderstanding with that because I feel like you can only say you can control it or yeah I want to say work with it right and allow it to release itself when it is appropriate I want to say when you implement a daily practice where you also allow the energy to work with you and through you because it, it's almost like true togetherness you know and if if there's someone has is suppressing it all the time and be, again speaking from experience it's not like oh yeah no i'm just gonna let, allow the energy to flow through me if it wants to then the human has to get out of the way and if it, the human doesn't do that for me in my personal experience things that happened were for example it was a build-up in my gut area in my uh, womb area where i looked fucking pregnant where i looked pregnant wow. i had a lot of water retention my i fell on my knees four times in a matter of a few weeks um and 
only then when I finally was like fucking sitting on my ass and really listening to what my body is trying to tell me or Kundalini energy is trying to teach me and that it just wants to break through, um, then I was better again, you know, and of course I could have gone to the doctor, I could have done this, but it's what you said too, you know, it's like, you know, that this wouldn't help. Like you, like a pregnant woman, you know what you have to do. You have to birth this baby now. And I was literally sitting there looking pregnant. I'm like, okay, we got to bring this baby to the fucking earth now. And I just have to surrender to it. You know, I can't run away from it. And I just have to, you know, build the trust and the relationship to it. And I think that's really what it also, for me anyways, wasn't is all about. It's a sacred relationship you have to do with the divine. And every time I sit and I devote myself every single day to connect with that energy and to let it flow through me, I learned so fucking much. It's insane. Right. And it's just yeah. about also learning to speak. And for me, anyways, it's always like I speak with it. You know, I speak with it. I ask questions. I'm like curious. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm like all, every day, what are we healing today in my physical <laughs> vessel? Like where is, it, where is tension? Why is the tension there? Like what can I learn, you know? It is wild. Like you really, it's never the same. And that has also taught me a lot about like the fact that we're always changing every day. Like you think, oh yeah, my back hurts. So obviously today's yeah. going to be a, you're like today's going to be a back day and then all of a sudden it's like finding an injury deep in your tailbone that you never knew that you even yeah. had and you're like oh this is interesting and it just yeah but i want to speak to that what you just said which kathy is being correct in that i do make time and space for my uh kundalini like i do meditate every day and i'm meditating between like there are some days that i haven't been able to lately but usually it's between 20 minutes and again like 4 hours a day i'm doing these kriyas because I want to. It feels good. Like, I feel like I get it's like to, a massage, kind of. In a oh, way. yeah. It's better than any massage or any chiropractor mm -hmm. or any physical therapist experience I've ever had in my life. Like, literally, I was painting all day upstairs the other day. Um, well, for like four days straight. And I was like, how am I going to survive the next day? Because I have to plant 700 plants in the cold. And so I just laid down to do my yoga, my real yoga. And you can do yoga, like you can do this on the floor or in your bed. It doesn't matter. Like I learned that the energy will, will meet you where you're at and it will do what it can where you're at. Matter. On the so toilet, just, like, I swear. Yeah. I'm just like laying in bed. And then like, it's, it's just like literally like the hand of God. Like, I just feel like this beautiful force, like grabbing my head, gently pushing down and then just going <laughs> like everything is cracking. And I'm like, whoa. And then it's like. It's like cracking, cracking, cracking. And then it's like this energy is moving and pushing. And then it's like, and it's like cracking me, cracking me. And then I get done with this like an hour later. And my body feels like better than like a normal average every day in my life. But it's four days after painting 12 hours straight, holding a paint roller, like carrying heavy buckets of paint, like destroying my body. But I feel fine because it's like it just corrects everything. Yeah. And in the most loving and gentle way, if, but it's like, you have to be in a deep state of trust, a deep state of surrender and a deep state of like devotion and love. Because again, if you aren't, I think it would be extremely terrifying. Like if you were like literally questioning it, literally thinking it's de demonic, um, fighting against it, I think it would be very, very, very terrifying, but I have, and, and, that's and also you have when... recently done the work, like recently yeah. you, you got there, you know? 
And that's when people have, you know, again, and that's why I wanted to bring you in and talk about queers, because I know personally people that have just queers that from an outside perspective really feel out of control, like they scream because they never allow themselves to use the voice, you know, or to let that block in the throat chakra out, um, or they just have like these ticks, right? Um, because they never give that energy the space and time in their day-to-day life to just do its thing to heal you it's not there to harm you but when there is this level of fear then yeah of course then it can just be out of control yeah exactly and that's why I do the coaching work that I do because I work with people on their mental conditioning and we work a lot about fear and about surrender and about trust trusting themselves, trusting in life, trusting in God. And it's not like I'm just like telling my clients, okay, yep, you got to trust. Okay, see you later. Just trust everything. There is so much mental conditioning and patterns and beliefs around that that's so specific to each individual that it really does help to like hire someone to address that or take time out of your schedule, read books, like take classes to help you to work through these things on a mental level it's also, to get to a purity I, I wanna, of mind. I want to actually speak to that because, you know, I mean, the best thing that you learn really through your Kundalini rising is that you don't do anything. The energy does everything for you, which it yes. puts you into this, this place, what you mentioned before. So much peace because you know you're, you're not deciding anything in your life you're not doing anything in your life everything is done for you in the background with, through that energy it, it, it literally plans everything for you which brings me to what i was about to say the synchronicities the alignments the thing that just all of a sudden pop up in your life and you're like oh right you don't need to do anything and it's never random when for example then all of a sudden a nicole shows up in your feed right and you're like, oh, she does life coaching. And oh, she, she talks, you know, maybe that that's all the energy helping you in a way, guiding you to, to a specific direction. For me, in my um, case, before I understood more so what was really happening to me very early on and even, you know, continuing in my life, I kept seeing this man on YouTube and I never watched, like on my Explore feed, right? There was always this man. And whenever I saw him, I, I had this like my heart was activated but I wasn't sure is it like just a remembrance or is it like a fear it was mixed like both because something in his eyes and I again like I didn't know who he was I was not even looking into it I was just like seeing it and I felt the reaction I'm like okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look further right up until at one point I what I, I clicked on a YouTube on a video finally because I was like this is not a coincidence I've never searched this man I don't know why he keeps fucking haunting my feet right and <laughs> sure enough i clicked on the video and i started to cry the second i heard him speak i didn't i don't even know what he said in the video and what kind of video it was um but the minute i he spoke and i was like literally present with his energy field i cried and that happened when i saw him in person again and he is my really like the only person that i've learned from what really is the technical aspect or like the physical aspect and all of that of about Kundalini um, energy. It's Igor Kuf- Kufayev. Kufayev, yes. Yeah. I came across him because he was literally the only person that I could find in the beginning, uh, like the first week. He's like the only person that spoke about, spoke about spontaneous Kriya. And he, because yeah. I kind of wrote this whole thing in my notes. I was like, 
this has to be like the real yoga. Like this has to be where yoga yeah. came from. Like the yoga that we're taught cannot be real because. And he's also debunking all of the fucking shit, you know. And yeah, for me, and he, he said what I thought. Yeah, and the Kundalini community, or even like I didn't even want to research it. Like never resonated with me. And that's probably also why I had resistance because I think one of his videos was like the title Kundalini. I'm like, oh, not again, someone talking about Kundalini like that. Right. right? And so that video that I saw with him, he was like literally debunking everything. Um, and it was a couple of years ago. And then at some point I was ready to also go to an immersion with him. And I cried again. It, it did was, you go? I, I did. Yeah, I did. I was <gasps> on the four, um, no, six day immersion with him. And like out of this world, you, you cannot. It's yeah. Wow. Okay. So you actually got to meet him. Yeah. I think that, I mean, when I, when I watched him, I'm like, okay, this guy's legit because you, you can't know any of this information unless you literally have your Kundalini risen. Like there's yeah. no way like, and now I do find people and people will call like, oh, if your Kundalini risen is risen, you're enlightened. And I think like, technically, yes, you're at like some kind of a stage of enlightenment. But it can also like rise and put you into fucking shit if you don't know how to work with it and devote yourself. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Like it can create havoc and people talk about it as if it's like, oh my gosh, that's like the most and more uh, amazing enlightened state. <laughs> and that's why I love to talk, have the conversation with you, with you because it's, it's not all sunshine and roses and I don't like to be negative Nancy about it, but it's, you need to have a certain level of devotion and dedication almost um and space in your life right to really let all of that process unfold and that's something that we talked a lot about in the immersion you know even ego when he shared his story he was just like he lost his job he was fucking in an existential crisis but it was actually the energy making room enough in his life <laughs> so he could literally Ooh. only focus on that you know that's beautiful and yeah looking back in hindsight it makes obviously more sense in his life now that he lost his job that he didn't have anything but work with the energy during that time because he also had issues with relationships and stuff and family and so it that's where we have to see the big picture but people in that situation would obviously think like oh my fucking gosh my life is going crazy and i have these crazy movements and like what is fucking happening i'm going mad no i I think it's so funny that you word it like that because lately a lot of my clients are talking about like, oh, life keeps not letting me do what I want to do because of like a noise problem. Like all my clients are not all, but a lot of them are going through that where like life keeps blocking me from doing what I want to do. I'm like, I'm like, maybe there's a reason. Yeah. And then I, I tell them, well, it's really funny because when I experienced my Kunli rising union with God, it was like during a time frame of a few weeks where the noise from road construction was so bad here that I was like, I really wanted to work on music. I really wanted to work on poetry. I really wanted to work on my house, but the noise was so loud that I could not do anything. I couldn't work on my business or anything except for just take my clients and then like suffer from the noise. So then during those weeks, I like, I think that's what made me want to meditate more because I like literally had nothing that I could get done because yeah. of the noise. And I was just meditating, meditating. And I always tell them like, when your life is limited, that's when like, I, and I and this is like the language I used to speak, but uh, when you are being blocked here, there, and everywhere, it's because life or God wants to put you on a very, very specific path, and like that's where God wants to meet you. So trust these limitations, especially if it's bringing you to like the most narrow path possible. Like it's literally the only thing you can do. You can't paint. You can't. Uh, 
fix your house. You can't work your job. It's like, all you can do is bake cookies. Well, you're supposed to be baking cookies then. If that's the only thing that you can do, do it because that's where God mm -hmm. wants to meet you. It's like, if you're blocked, 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 blocked. Again, when like I mentioned you know, my, my story, it, it's like, it started with, I had plantar fasciitis, I think you call it a mm -hmm. sciatic, basically on my left side, couldn't walk because of that. And then it healed. And, but I haven't learned my lesson from it. So, so still running around like a crazy person, traveling around and all of the things. Then it started on the other side, couldn't walk. And then it started on both sides. So it was like, literally couldn't walk anymore. And when that healed, I fell on my knees four times until I okay. finally surrendered because I was like, okay, this must be a message. It's all with my legs. It's all with like not walking, not going forward. Like, am I... I was analyzing it like shit, but it, the, the, the real thing was just, and you know, I had a less clients. I had, I was just like, my life is going up downhill. I don't know what to do anymore. So I'm just going to sit here and meditate, you know? And then all of a sudden this huge release came and like all of these downloads and insights, I, I wrote so much, like I, I want to publish books and you know, that there's just so much. And it was really as simple as you just have to sit down and let the energy work with you a little bit more in your life you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And just, I think for everyone, there's like your own time frame. but I've been meditating for over 22 years. And so like, I feel like I really put in a lot of time, but I see with my clients when I work with them on their mental conditioning and removing those blocks, basically that come from habits and family and society things start to shift for them very, very quickly. And they start to have these, like, actually I have clients that start to just focus more on this path. And within like a couple of weeks, they're experiencing spontaneous Kriyas. I'm like, or even a week within like five days. It, it, it amazes me because I feel like when you do have right guidance things, and like, you probably experienced this with Igor. It's like, when you have right guidance, you can kind of go more on this sort of transformational path or path of um having a relationship with god or working with your kundalini energy so much more easily and i really do think like you're saying making time for this energy i really go back to the bible like i think about this all the time of like seek first thy kingdom of god like you can do nothing without first receiving the holy spirit it's like if you put your relationship with this energy first and foremost and I do that, everything in life is so much easier. Like, yeah. oh, you have a really difficult presentation. You have a really challenging client. You have a really crazy creative thing to do. If you're coming from this place of like alignment and your Kundalini being at the crown, because my Kundalini is not at my crown all the time, but when it is, it's like literally God is working through me and I don't even have to think. And it's like, literally, I'm just like being held by God and God's just doing everything for me. <laughs> like I'm a little baby and God's just doing everything. A little, for me. Okay, like, okay. Don't, don't take me. And that's, you know, I, I mean, I have a practice. Uh, I've been meditating for since I'm like 13, you know, same with, yeah. So we have like the same. Yeah. But, but like to, for me, I think what, really came down to what I was not doing and that's why all of my careers and like the yeah everything is very physical for me because of that for me it was all up here at some point you know I had so much like up here in, in my I, I was not integrated in the lower parts where also a lot of okay. wisdom obviously sits and 
that's why I needed to learn how to direct the energy towards the lower part of my body. And especially because I'm also very active during my sleep um, has always have always been. For me, it's so important in the morning to ground the energy into literally my toes. And I noticed that sometimes even during the night, it does that for me where I'm like twisting my ankles or I have these like it feels like I have a booty workout during the night because there's just so much like muscle, like, you know, contracting and releasing happening. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Maybe I'm going to work out, uh, wake up with a fucking booty. Um, so it, it's yeah. very fascinating, but you have to obviously allow that to happen. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I think it's really important to, again, give that energy to the room and breathing space because otherwise it will take it, you know, and again, if I have had a day where I haven't really focused on my lower body and it happens during the night. And for example, last night it happened again. And today I'm like, literally, I feel like I had a leg workout. I'm so tired. I'm like, so wow. like hungry. I'm like, okay, there was definitely happen something happening last night, you know? So that's probably when you can be in like your deepest state of surrender mm -hmm. when you're sleeping. And I also want to mention something I think is really powerful is like when you are in that state, at least for me, you get superhuman strength. Like I had this mattress, a queen size mattress, and it's like a fancy one where it has like all the mechanisms inside of it to change. It's not a sleep number, but it's like another brand of sleep number that my friend invented. And it's like a super heavy mattress, like heavy duty, <laughs> like electronics inside the mattress. And I had to move it up the stairs. Well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to, because I was excited that I just finished painting my bedroom and I wanted to sleep in there. <laughs> and there was only me and this huge mattress and a really crazy staircase that like is not wide enough for the mattress. And I'm like, I want to move this. I'm like, all right, it's just me, but I also have God here. So I'm like, I'm just me and God. Let's face yeah. this mattress. I was like, let's do this. So I started to, I started to do my breathing, you know, yoking with the breath, getting in there. And I moved this queen size mattress all the way up a flight of stairs. That was insane. But in the middle of it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I, I said that like in my head and then all of a sudden the mattress starts falling. I'm like, I believe I can do it. I, I can believe it. I can believe, I believe it. I, I can fly. And then like, as soon as I like believed that I could do it again, I was like, okay. Then I started moving it back up and it, like this, this mattress is insanely heavy. I'm not even joking. Like, I wish I would have filmed it because it would have probably been like one of the greatest feats of strength. Well, Jesus of the was human walking race. on water. Nicole's right. doing magic with the mattress. Right. Then a week later, my boyfriend at the time helps me to move my box spring up the staircase. And box springs are like, Fucking you know, yeah. probably a fit. No, they're like a fifth of the weight of a mattress. They're so light because they are just the frame. There's yeah. no like padding. There's no electronics in there. It's just like the wooden frame. So we start moving that up there again. Like I think the mattress went a little more easily because it could like kind of fold around the corners. But with the two of us, it was harder to move that box spring than it was for me. One person moved that mattress and I was like, it just made me think like, wow. And the only reason I could do it was because I was in that state of like, every movement I was making with my body, like I had that mattress on my back, like I was a turtle, like, but every movement was so specific and with my breath. And that it's, I again, that, that, that's where I'm saying, like, you are not doing anything in that situation. No, I'm just breathing. And then it's everything like, is okay, happening. Do it for hmm. me in a way. That's like where the true, you know, you could, the Nicole couldn't do it. It was God doing it through you. 
Exactly. And I think people, if you want to kind of know how this feels, I think if you are a musician or an artist or any kind of creative, if you've ever like written a song or painted a painting and you literally told people, well, something worked through me, that's the feeling. And runner's high. Those are the closest things I can explain to you, like especially runner's high. That's how wanna, it feels. Yeah. And I want to say that you know, I've, al I've always, <laughs> I mean, I have, I'm not a mom. I don't know. But what I always felt, you know, when you talk about sexual energy, it's a birthing energy, it's creative energy, right? And so for me, what I know to be true, what resonates with me is for pregnant women, quite literally, if they have their kundalini active and the kundalini rises during birth, that's where they won't experience pain because it's not them bringing the baby to the earth. It's literally source energy, God, however you want to say that birthing this child and it's superhuman strength to birth a baby i mean that's what i would say so it that, that that's right. how you can say and you know that's how distorted we are because we don't trust that the capabilities of our bodies that we go to professionals and obviously there's room for that too it's all another subject but um yeah that, that's how you can understand how that works it's literally you don't even know what portals are opening and how much you can bend and stretch your body and how much threshold and tolerance and the lack of pain there's no pain happening at all it's just bliss no oh and i want to add to the list spontaneous belly dancing because all of a sudden i was yeah. able to like belly dance a lot and then also yeah like when i've had my period cramps which i typically do but they've really gone away since then since this has happened but um if i do experience pain i just go into that state and then it'll do the kriyas to make yeah. the pain go away so like pain is not an issue anymore for me really and then I wanted to say something about birthing. Um, there's been like multiple times where I go into a, a yoga session, a real yoga session, and it will put me into a position where I literally have like, it feels like I'm giving birth. Like it feels mm -hmm. like the muscles are moving and pushing and pushing out. Like I'm giving birth completely. Yeah. Like I feel like this wave of energy and this push. And I'm like, if I was literally giving birth to a baby, that would have been like the easiest yeah. Yeah. giving birth ever. But like, it's like, it's like your pelvic there's just so much vibration and the opening this morning i had two where i was just like stretching my pelvic and my glutes and all like yeah. everything down there in a way where i was like i'm not a ballerina but i mean i didn't know that i you know it was because but the energy relaxes say... all the tension for you so all of a sudden you are bendable you're movable stretchable which you wouldn't be in an not meditative state like in my no normal exactly. state I, I can't do that you know well one thing i wanted to say about that um is that i think that also this energy prepares you for things too yes. so it's like not that i'm gonna give birth who knows if i will or will if i won't but it's like obviously i have a biologically female body and so i do feel like it kind of trains you for these things um it knows you're like even more than you even like singing, like all of a sudden yeah. I was given like this, like crazy ability to sing um, more than I ever have. Obviously I am a singer, but it's like all these crazy notes I've never been able to hit. So I've now always told you, Nicole, that the lyrics that you write, you have to sing them as well. <laughs> Thank you. So maybe that's no, the preparation. But, but really it is, it is really, really wild. And when I was in that deep state of Samadhi, one of the things that I was spontaneously called to like, this is when I say like a deep state of Samadhi, it's like literally you're living in bliss and like the will of God was working through me like 100%. I'd open up my mouth and words would come out that I didn't even 
understand. And in this deep state, I was called to like buy a brand new guitar that I've always wanted, but it was like, I wasn't really financially ready for that or like, you know, like my life isn't ready for that. I don't have my music studio finished, like, but it was it's, like, it's you need to buy this guitar now. You just, you just go to the fucking checkout and you're like, I don't know why I bought it, but I guess it was important. Right. And the guy at the checkout was like, are you sure? Like I go in there, I just go, I make a beeline yeah. to the guitar. I grab the guitar off the over. shelf and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I need to buy this guitar now. The guy's like, well, don't you want to play it first? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yep. Sure. Put, pack it up. And yeah. he's like, uh, this is an expensive guitar. Are you sure? And I'm like, uh-huh. Same, same with my car. I bought that in a deep state of Samadhi because I had to buy a new car. Like you guys are probably like, oh, why are you just buying all this random shit? Like I had to buy a car. <laughs> I didn't have one. Um, but uh, like, same thing. Like I drive it for 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, uh-huh, I want it. They're like, well, don't you want to check like the tires and everything? Like logic does not matter when you're in this it's state. It's bypassing. It, it's like where sometimes literally I've questioned like, have I lost my mind in a way you have? But it's really, yeah, your, your, you mind is, your mind is not even operating. I've done things since uh, my Kundalini has been really like extremely active in my day-to-day life where I used to overthink every single decision. Now it's just like, I'm give, I, I'm in such a trusting and surrendered state every day where I'm just like, I allow it to unfold. You know, obviously I'm not reckless, but I feel like it's, again, like everything is happening through me. Like it's, I'm not even deciding anything. Like I don't even have to, mm-hmm. I even have to use the energy for making decisions, if that makes sense. It's no, like I go into the stores, I grab exactly the, yeah, exactly. You just don't think. I Your mean, mind is this- relaxed this has really uh, taken my culinary ability to the next level. Cause I'll go into my kitchen and I'll go into my um, yoga mode yeah. and I'm just grabbing random stuff off yeah. the shelf. Like, and it's the most random stuff in the whole entire world. Like I made some smoothie the other day. It had like sage, watermelon, sea salt. It was just like the most insane. Like, like, oh, remedy. No one would, here. Yeah. Yeah. No one would ever put that stuff together. I started drinking it. And I'm like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever tasted in my life. And obviously it's like, I didn't sit there and logically think, well, sage tastes good with this and blah, no, blah, blah. But it, it was, was just... like exactly the ingredients that your body right now needed for whatever reason. You know, you feel that I've noticed that too, where all of a sudden, like, I can't drink specific things or my taste changed or the things that I was gravitating towards. I was like, why am I fucking craving kimchi like a crazy person or this for, like a crazy person? Then me the the you know curious person in me i was like i need to google what message that is from like spirit right <laughs> like why and literally that's always what i do because that's how i learned like ah okay maybe my gut is like needing whatever or i don't know it, it's just like it gives you exactly what you need you just have to allow it you know and that's where right. for me it has been such a profound understanding in how intelligent or how we have our own instruction manual for this physical vessel but also for the alignment with source or god however you want to say that if you just allow it to work through us you know it, it's just like you know your physical vessel needs this right now so you just allow the energy to to give it to you in a way right and you just by you saying those two words physical vessel i think that is also a really strong point that we should bring to light here is I think coming we both come from the new age and a lot of the rhetoric in the new age for the past decade has been a lot about like we are spiritual beings inside of a physical vessel and it's kind of like we have these meat suits and they're just kind of weighing us down and you know blah 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 
Whereas I come from a school of thought, especially in the last couple of years, that really recognizes that because we live in a three-dimensional reality, we are on planet Earth, our bodies are so extremely important. And I do think that a lot of why I've kind of integrated this energy very well and kind of easily over the past few months without a lot of like the trauma related to it is because I have really in the last couple or a few years taken really great care of my body in the sense of like eating food grown from my garden and surfing and being in the sun and also we really don't have these experiences except for the fact that we do have a physical body and I actually created some art around this where it's like we literally only see color because we have eyes we only experience this because we do have yeah. a body and of course we have a spiritual you know our spiritual vessel is a part and inside of this physical vessel but when this kundalini is awakened and this technology is active you really realize the beautiful instrument that your you body into, is exactly it pushes you into the body that has been the experience for me in the most blissful and amazing way because you learn so much about i want to say it's an instrument of the divine for me my body is an instrument a sacred vessel for that spirit to flow through me now and before right. i had such a fear relationship where i was like whenever i'm in my body oh my gosh i lose a connection to spirit to source which is the inherent wound that every single human has right the disconnection after birth which is actually an illusion because again spirit lives mm -hmm. in you like you are a spirit in that physical vessel that sounds maybe not as sexy as it could but it is you are the divine instrument and that's really what the energy is teaching you because it, it for me sometimes it literally feels like you know um someone who is orchestrating um in a music theater it's just like doing its thing and the divine flows through him and he's just like manipulating and working with the energy that wants to come through and these beautiful tones and vibrations and sounds come come through um and movement yes. and everything it's just a whole fucking orchestra and that's what you are that's why we dance with the kriyas that's why we have those you know movements it's us being the dancer of that frequency but that's only yeah. possible in the body i feel like they call that like the dance of shakti or something shiva. or yeah, shiva. shiva i don't know what no they're Oh, Nataraj she, is like the archetype. It's like Shiva's dance. Yeah, I thought that was Nataraja for some reason. Nataraja. Yoga also has a dance, obviously, everyone. Yeah, that's Nataraja. Yeah, Nataraja. The Hindu god Yoga. Shiva in this form as the cosmic dancer. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. So we're both correct. I just don't yeah, know enough Shiva. about archetypes. But what I was going to say with that too is like, I think it's, you know, we have so much physical illness in this world and we age and all this kind of stuff. And there is always this link between Kundalini and immortality. And there are some people that mm -hmm. believe when your Kundalini is awakened and you do this, that, or the other thing, you literally transform your physical vessel into an immortal body. And maybe that's the case, but we don't know. But I do think it's like, I mean, what I can say is that Kundalini energy saved my ass a few times because I had a couple of near death experiences. Um, and there also like my physical state, you know, I was at such a low weight where you couldn't humanly not exist anymore. But then I've always had this, like, even, you know, when I, when I was born, I was actually too weak to, to live, but then something was just moving through me. And I guess that that's really what kickstarted also this very early awakening, um, my birth experience, which I obviously chose from like a higher perspective. So yeah, wow. I, I definitely believe that it can save your ass 
because that's again like you know the human in me might have been like i want to exit this planet but then there's god source saying me not yet you have a mission still you're still here so we still get you activated every single morning we make sure that your heart heart is beating we make sure that you breathe right and we just move through you yeah no it's wild and that's kind of the interesting thing as i think that we all like before this experience too like we're all walking around without this incredibly technology this incredible technology activated within us and it's it really life changes once this technology is activated it is a mm -hmm. technology it's like every morning or every afternoon or four hours a day i can be in this like healing state that gets me perfectly aligned like i had been going to the chiropractor twice a week for a tailbone injury um and a lower back problem and a shoulder injury and it served me a little bit but just in a month of having this cooling activated there's no pain mm -hmm. anymore like it's just what can happen as a result of this in terms of healing body mind and spirit like it's even emotionally i've had so many emotional attachments in my life and like now i feel like i have none because i just feel so peaceful in the love of god like i really feel like a nun you know like i feel like i could never yeah. be married never have children never date anyone ever again and feel such a state of satisfaction just like just like a nun like no i'm i'm good <laughs> like everything's good like hopefully i'll still be married and have kids and whatever or whatever it is have a, some type of a family but even if i never did it's like there's so much healing on every single level and you really understand like you have a deep embodied knowing that like everything is working as it should and why is it working as it should because it's happening and you trust in what's happening you don't try to hang on to some past idea of what you thought or some future hope of what needs to happen you're like good in the present like me and you talking right now this is like exactly perfect and we can just yeah rest and be cozy and happy and you really can feel just like this amazing feeling of like surrender in this moment and you're not we're not and like it, trying to be anywhere else but here you know no and it's like again like the two of us yes we have the conversation but it's like the energy in that way wants the conversation to be out there for the public for whatever reason because i mean i kind of sense the reason is because the more we shift into i want to say more so the age of frequency of aquarius however want to say that um and I see a co connection also astrologically from, or, or like in like Uranus and Taurus, breaking that physical vessel open and open in a very electric way. Um, that square to Saturn, breaking the structures of the, even the physical body and capability to think about it. it. It's it's like all aligned for more and more people right now on the planet having those rising experiences because our consciousness rises, and we see that anyways where. So many people are connected to their spirituality more than ever, you know, more than ever before because of obviously the pandemic and everything. So I, I definitely feel, and that's what I, I reached out to you, we needed to have that conversation because there's still the question that I started with, you know, how do we live, quote unquote, with that? Because for me, it's like when you're in it, there's no, there's no way you want to go back and there's no way you can go back, quote unquote, into like, the way you used to do life it's like you do life mm -hmm. in a completely different way and yes there is uh, for, for a lot of people the huge question of like what the fuck you know like how like how yes. do i speak to my family 
how do I speak to friends that I used to have? Like, what am I going to do? Am I just going to be in isolation with God? Or uh, the, like, no. how do I part partake in society? And that's, again, where the trust comes into play because right. that energy is also making sure that you are good, you know, in a way, if you just trust. And that's also where I see some people also online that have experienced spontaneous Kriya and they start to like isolate themselves from the world. And I feel like that's kind of why they haven't fully integrated the energy. And I'm probably making some assumptions here, but it's like, you're not, I don't think that many of us that are here now experiencing our Kundalini being activated are meant to like go live on a hilltop somewhere and mm -hmm. isolate. I think we're supposed to be living these normal human lives as Jive and Mukti. I think we are, are meant to share that vibration that we carry because well, it activates other people just by being around us, honestly. Like I've witnessed that in my own life where all of a sudden people are just activated by the aura that the energy also creates around you and within you. That state of bliss and peace and contentment alone. But then also there's ha something happening in your DNA structure, literally. So it is, and that's why, you know, talking about the age of frequency, and I see a lot of DNA and like aura things when I, ever since, you know, I'm connected to that energy more. So I know that it does something in your vibratory field. And that's why I feel like we need to be probably in the midst of fucking a city in order to illuminate <laughs> the field. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just don't think that like isolating, I think it's kind of a, an awakening of like, you know bringing it into society because i do think my thoughts are that some of those more enlightened societies like you know the egyptians atlantis mm -hmm. those are people that were awakened and you can see it in the artwork you can see it in the um general like theology of these ancient places that they were likely enlightened or awakened. And that is why they were capable of such superhuman feats. Yeah. Whereas nowadays we're very much asleep. And I do like, obviously I can only speak to my own experience, but I do know what I'm capable of now is so much different than before. And I know even when I'm, when I'm truly 100% living the will of God, which obviously that's what I strive for all the time, but I'm truly in the will of God and not in my selfish Nicole will. life is better like it might be harder for my ego like it might be things yeah. like oh, i thought i wanted that or oh i wish that would have worked out but life is better things work better the result is better when it's i'm easier. living the will yeah. of god yeah, yeah and you i just you can compare like, it you know to again like the physical thing of okay i go to a chiropractor i have to pay them i have to make my way there i have to schedule an appointment i might have to wait for the appointment that's all, of course, the human can take care of it and is in charge and congratulations. Or you just have a 10-minute meditation session and you feel even better. It didn't cost you anything. You didn't have to go anywhere. That's how you can compare it. <laughs> yes, you can do everything yourself. Congratulations. You won't get a reward for it, right? Or you can just allow it to unfold. Right. And that is the beautiful mystery of it all. And I really think the biggest takeaway I've had from just understanding the spontaneous Kriya is really just that like we can't deny the physicality of our spiritual experience yeah. because we are on planet earth at this time and we're in a human body. And I think that the more that the new age community tries to deny the importance of the human body, they will be doing a disservice to themselves. And I think as you begin to 
develop spiritually, like as a community, the, the new age people, I'm speaking to the new age, because that's where yeah. I come from, like the astrology, the tarot, the cards of truth, like the more that you embrace the physical vessel and what it can provide for you in terms of your spiritual experience, that's when you do experience your most yeah. spiritual um, connection. And this, and I mean, even if we go back into the cards of truth, and I don't even like to bring astrology and cards into it necessarily, because I always think like it can be somewhat limiting in a way. But Ernst always said, my teacher Ernst Wilhelm, who I learned the cards from, always said like the um, diamonds, which is the earth element, are always the most spiritual because the more grounded you are, the more spiritual you can become. The deeper the roots of the tree, the taller the crown of the tree. You are an eight of diamonds? Yeah, and I am an eight of diamonds. And I'm a the three card- of diamonds. <laughs> yes, you are. And the um so and I think that's very apt in the sense of like the more grounded and rooted in your body that you and that's and this is the laws of this dimension. And we have to work with where we're at. And yeah. I think a lot of us tend to escape the reality that we're in because we want some better reality. But when we do that, we lose all of our power. And so we're in a physical vessel living in a physical reality and being able to powerfully work within that is like my aim in life and that's what I help clients to do as well but I think that you know we're probably going to reach like more of a new age audience that's a lot about that path of empowerment is embracing like the fact that we have a physical vessel and when that technology is activated and you're really able to feel what it means to be in a body well then you have true wisdom because all true wisdom is embodied and this is that's what I said so the knowledge, the seed of all knowledge, sits literally in the chitta, yeah. in the root chakra. It's it's down in like the, the lowest chakra you can have, and it's down in the base of everything. Yeah, and you so, cannot, you can't really have wisdom unless it's embodied. Like people mm-hmm. will say, like, oh yeah, I can intellectually understand that, but is it really embodied? Not okay. yet, you know. And so that's when the knowledge starts to or the wisdom starts to really come in that's when knowledge turns into wisdom is when it is in your physical vessel and i think like that's kind of the yeah that's like the next trajectory for many people and that's also the message and and why i wanted to talk about it because again there's also this chance of feeling out of control in in the body even more when that technology turns on and I, yeah. th- that's why I think it was important, now, especially now moving into Scorpio season where Kundalini is very active and clip season. Um, yeah. So thank you, Nicole, for sharing your wisdom. I feel yeah. like we will have a part two of this conversation for sure, because there's just so much to cover and talk about. So whenever you feel mm-hmm. like you want to talk about anything, let me know. <laughs> the projector and- loves a good invitation. Of course. And I will say that even though a lot of people do feel out of control in this energy, I have not. I have not felt out of control. Obviously, I am in a state of surrender and I'm allowing something to come in, God to come in and move me. But I've never felt like scared or like the fear that I feel is like very obviously like my own fear projection on what's happening. And as soon as I go past it, it's not scary anymore. But, but I do know people do say, feel. Though, it is because of your preparation for it. You know, it's you because I've meditated for over two decades and that's I what understand. I mean, yeah. yeah. So and but I will that's say not the usual can. human experience, you know? <laughs> right. And I do think like if you are working with someone, like I am able to help my clients to navigate a lot of those things that come up because I've walked that path for a really long time. So I do think sometimes having a some guidance or a teacher or some outside support can be helpful, but it is a very self-guided 
like the Kundalini energy itself is intelligent. It knows the process and how to take you through it. And it's um, different for everyone. That's why, you know, yes, yep. you can have guidance from a teacher, but teach can't tell you where it gets stuck or where there's a knot and where there needs to be unblocking and, you know, what will happen. Like it's an intelligence on its own. And that's the beautiful thing because it's your own sacred relationship with your yep. own source. And so that's why I feel like it's so empowering as well because it takes you away from there is a, I don't know, a guru or whatever that, that teaches me how to heal myself. No, it's actually there's a healing technology inside of your body. You just have to reconnect to that. Right. Which I always tell people, I can't, I can't force you to have union with God, but I can remove all the blocks to get yeah. you to the doorway that you can then yourself decide or enter into. I can take you to the doorway, but I can't push you through the door, you know, and that's True. about, that's all that anyone should expect from a great guru or teacher. I'm sure you experienced that with Igor, like mm -hmm. Igor is not being like, yeah, I can get you to do spontaneous Kriya. He would never say that. He's also not saying can. I'm activating your <laughs> Kundalini or I'm helping you. Or yeah, you I'm giving you Shakti pot or any of that bullshit. Like this is, and people like I did have like people, you know, try to claim, oh, well, I did that to you. I activated that in you. And I'm like, you are absurd. Like I had multiple people come out of the woodwork being like, I activated that in you. I'm responsible for this union in you. Like they didn't say that straight up, but it, it's something only you can do within yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would be very weary of people that are like, yeah, I can give you a shock pot transmission. But as you're saying, when you're around people where it's awakened, obviously start, things start to shift, yeah. but that is in relation to your readiness and your own preparation and not because someone's enforcing yeah. something on you. So yeah, I do appreciate us clarifying that a little bit for everyone. And thank you so much for our nice coffee morning chat <laughs> afternoon for me but for you it's the morning yeah. thank yeah, you as okay, well morning for me. um yeah i will link all everything where we can find you obviously down below uh, in the show notes for those on youtube and in the podcast show notes no info box on youtube show notes on my podcast oh my god you know technology um but thank you nicole <laughs> and um yeah definitely let's stay in touch and maybe we can have a conversation 2.0 and let's yeah. see what other superhuman abilities and moves you're going to make. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions for either of us, but I will check the questions or the comments yeah. below the video and I'll try to answer anything too. So, and if there's a lot of questions then we'll do like a part two answering them maybe or something, yes. but I'm happy to answer any questions because I know it's a weird topic. I would love for everyone actually to leave, especially on YouTube, some if you would like us to talk about something specific to meet again, then definitely leave it down below as a request or something. And we can yeah. see what we're going to do. There are so few videos on this. And when I yes. was experiencing it, I was like searching high and low for anyone that experienced yes. this besides me. So like, I totally get it. If you're like, what the hell? And yeah. I would, obviously I don't have all the answers, but I can share more experience. And you I just feel share like our experience. It's good. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Have a Thank good day. You so Thank you much. so much. Have a good day as well. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.